I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Welcome to the mom episode. It's the moms. <laughs> the long-awaited moms episode. Yep. We have our mothers here in the house ready to uh, share with you what it was like to raise these two devils. Yes. We actually had a request for this. Um, really? We did. So a listener wrote us a, a few months back. I don't it remember It was on our when. survey, maybe. No, it wasn't on our survey. It was an actual email that said it would be funny if our moms could come. And I was like, well, actually, my mom is visiting. Perfect. And this day, it's it's today, I want to say when we're recording to all you listeners out there, depending on when you listen, today is the vernal equinox. It's a summer solstice. And I love today because it's the longest day day. of the year, daylight-wise. And it's beautiful to have our moms who birthed us out of their vaginas here. (laughs) Well, no C-sections? No? No. No? Okay. No C-sections. Vaginal. I knew Uh, you were vaginal. vaginal. You didn't know I was vaginal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now you do. You seem like you seem like a C-section kind of girl. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, wait. Okay. I have a thing about summer solstice, though. Isn't people always say it's the longest day of the year, but isn't it the start of the? There's like two or three longest days. Uh, meaning that it stays long. I think it's pretty. It's. I know this happens with winter solstice, and I this might be summer solstice too. But this is the longest day of the year, and tomorrow and the next day will be equally as long, or mm. maybe get a little longer, but then it will uh, d- go down from there. Well, th- I know that depending on what quadrant you are on, it's the shortest day of the year in Australia, oh, right? Daylight-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I know that uh, today is known to be, and I don't know if it depends on where you are, maybe uh, in um, I've been relevance yeah. to the latitude or longitude, yeah. So because I know that days are longer in general when you're in Alaska, yeah. right? Like throughout. So I'm not exactly sure. Maybe yeah, we should fact I've been correct on because I've been like, solstice, longest day, or solstice, shortest day. And be like, actually, you get three of them. And I'm like, oh, oh sweet. So bad. that's <laughs> actually, I, w- I always get a little depressed after today because I'm like, the days are getting shorter. Oh, yeah. You have three day- good days and then it's all downhill. All right. So two more <laughs> days to party. Then you're screwed. Chip. And I'm out back on the wine. Oh, she's drinking the wine again. <laughs> and yeah. what kind of wine are we drinking today? We are drinking Margin's wine, the Chenin Blanc. So I have to make a quick correction, too, because uh-huh. I spoke with the winemaker, Megan Bell, who's fantastic human being love her to death shout out to you Megan if you're listening to this I know you do um so I had made a comparison because one of my great friends also had compared the look of the Chenin Blanc to sour beer and actually there's no um direct comparison between sour beer and um this wine that we're drinking only the look yeah. So just it has nothing to do with a sour beer. So my apologies, and I'm c- I'm correcting myself. I was wrong. Yeah, it's definitely a fine wine and it's not a, a sour wine. beer. That sounds like yeah, a sour. Yep, yeah, it's not sour. I beer. mean, I, yeah, it's my it my bee, my yeah. bee. It's my yeah, it's, it's my bee. But I, do, okay. I like to correct myself and admit when I'm wrong. So I told her I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to give the wrong information. I didn't say it was a sour beer. I just said it looked like one. And she's like, I know, but just wanted to let you know. Uh, so you can go to marginswine.com to learn more about what we are talking about. And this delicious wine yeah and the thing is she's so such a beautiful winemaker that you will get to like enjoy wines that you have never been able to really experience outside of very boutique 
um, Vintner's wine choices. So check out marginswine.com. Sign up for her newsletter. She will have new releases starting. She's bottling in July and selling them in August. And we'll have some special offers, actually, through Shameless Sex. So keep listening because they're coming. And then maybe you can uh, order some Margins wine. And then as you listen to our podcast, you can drink a glass with us. Yeah, do it. You'll like it. But not while you're driving because that's where a lot of people listen to the podcast. (laughs) Uh, I know. You have any announcements before we start on our podcast? Um, I'm busting my Um, Midwest accent out just so you guys can get ready for my mom. Because your mom's here. My mom's here. How do you say Yeah, say give us a sentence of your accent. This is like when she leaves me a voicemail. Hey, April, it's your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Cute. That's adorable. That's great. Oh, that's so cute. You can't hear her, but she said she's never calling her She always says, Yeah. You used to talk like that too, April. Yeah, <laughs> until you moved to California. That's right. Remember when I worked with you at that restaurant when I first moved to California, Amy? On the wharf. And people would always make fun of me when I said mom. And Meh. that remember we worked with a person named Todd. Just say Tad. And Tad. I called him Tad. Tad. Like, hey, Tad. <laughs> you see your orders up. But Tad. It's, but it's spelled with an O, so yeah. it's Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone would laugh. And I was like, why are you all laughing? And they're like, because you say Todd really funny. I was like, how do you say it? Did you work on getting rid of it? Yeah, I worked hard. You really worked. Oh, I cr- concentrated. Would you say you cried? I concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> I cried while I was concentrating. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> wow, that's some trauma, man. You gotta work on that. Um, announcements. The only announcement I have is the um, my shameless intimacy retreat, which is such a brilliant name. And my my partner actually helped me with that name too. Beautiful name. And yeah. and then he, and then they the suggested he suggested that we can brand that and then we could use that too. Like shameless intimacy. Anyway, I'm TMing that shit right now as we TM. speak. I'm on. No one else touch <laughs> Wait, it. Wait, TM. It's ours. Yeah, trademark. Yeah, TM. it's already done. Sorry. TM. TM. So TM. You owe me fifty cents every retreat. time you say it. TM. <laughs> <laughs> Four couples. Um, is almost full. There's only two spots left, meaning uh, two couples, and it is July 7th and 8th in Santa Cruz. You can li- sign up on purepleasureshop.com's website. Um, and, oh, and then oh, always, there's always the um, 15% discount at purepleasureshop.com. You yes. can use coupon code ShamelessPP. And cash. people use that mm-hmm. regularly, and it's work. So check it out. We have a lot of um, suggestions on a lot of our podcasts, but also if there's something that you've heard of or seen, you can get it at Pure Pleasure. They, they have a great selection. Although you're not supposed to use it for workshops. I must clarify that. It's just oh, for sex toys. This is true. <laughs> just for products Sorry. on the web. Yep. Uh, the only announcement I want to make is... And that um, September 22nd, 23rd, both Amy and myself will be in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we will be at the SHE. It's called the Sexual Health Expo in Brooklyn. Look that up. I think it's sexualhealthexpo.com. Uh, I better double check that. But uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is called. It probably is not that. <laughs> Damn it. But uh, we will be there. Uh, we are going to do a live podcast there. We'll have a little booth set up. And um, we're going to teach a workshop of sorts. And I will be emceeing. So rooka, 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 check us out. <laughs> oh, my God. You are <laughs> just pure entertainment. Um, and I, I think this podcast is going online tomorrow. Um, So I just also would like to announce that I'm teaching in Chicago, as I said last week, but I'm teaching in Chicago uh, on the 27th, I want to say. Is that a Wednesday? No, June. Oh, of June, I mean. (laughs) This is good, like in a couple days. Um, Yes, the 27th is Wednesday. 27th, Wednesday Wednesday. of June. I'm teaching it from 9 to 10.30 p.m. at Taboo Taboo. If you want to come learn about G-spots, P-spots, and female ejaculation. And P-spot is the prostate. Yeah, yeah, so it's for everyone, all bodies. Yay. All right, let's start with the announcements and let's start talking to the moms. The moms. Ma'am. 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 All right, so um, we're going to do a little little mic dance here. I feel like people do know about your mom. 
a lot of people are like, oh, Hello. hi. That's, that's my mom. Yes. Well, because we own Pure Pleasure together, uh-huh. a mom and daughter store. I mean, <laughs> how many moms and daughters own sex shops together? It's no. not your normal. There are probably a couple here and there. So last night, I have to tell you all a story. Last night, I was teaching my um, orgasmic bliss men's sexual pleasure class. <laughs> and I had a class full of like, it was like 10 people. It was a nice small class. And I uh, was doing the deep throating demo, which is what I do at the end of the class. And my hands were sticky because they were covered in lube. And I was like, we need some paper towel. Mom, <laughs> will you bring the paper towel? And they're all just cracking up. They're like, you're asking your mom for paper towel. So while I come, you're up, I come upstairs and I say, I'm, we're a mom and daughter team. I can support her in her deep throating. <laughs> yes, which is. That's where like your jaw clicks. You open up your jaw to like take that. Uh, my jaw doesn't click. I like opens up really wide. Oh, like you mean yeah? The, it's like sword swallowing. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty dope. It's pretty similar I've to sword swallowing. It. It's impressive. You've seen me do it with a dildo. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, I gag. I start like dry heaving if I try to do that. Yeah, it's a it's a fine skill, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not my finest, but I've kind of got it down. I've had a lot of practice, mostly with dildos. P.S. Where we're recording, there's a daycare next door, and I love that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> The children went home. For no, the but day. it's late. They're yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine. So, anyways, the moms here. Let's introduce the moms. Uh, April, tell us a little Hi, bit mom. about your mom. Uh, so, my mom is originally from Illinois. We lived in Wisconsin, grew up together. Now she lives in Arkansas, and she visits me once a year. And here she is. Say hi, mom. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone your name? It's up to you. You don't have to. Sure. I am Barbie. Oh, Barbie. Barbie. And she's gone by Barbie forever. It's a. It, it suits you. Such a beautiful Barbie. Thank you, April. And I was obsessed with Barbie dolls, so. Me too. Perfect. I had a lot of Barbies. How many did you have? A lot. A lot of, a whole box full. Yeah. And Barbie houses. I had 65. Yep. Wow. Whoa. I don't, I think, them. I don't think you had 65, Amy. No, I cannot top yeah. that. April even had Sunny and Cher dolls. What? Vintage. Those are Barbies? I mean, I knew it was Sunny and Cher, but they made them in Barbies? Fancy Barbies. You're fancy. They were from the 60s. Did you ever make your Barbies have sex? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what and age I do you dressed think? the men up like uh, in female clothes. Really? <laughs> and my brother awesome. would be like, "Don't Trans tell anybody. Barbies. I'm going to play Barbies with you." He yeah. did. I always. My brother would do that too, and like play with the Barbies with me and dress up the men in women's clothing as well. And that's Your how I learned how to was do that. Cross dressing Barbie too. Yes. I like it. And then I would <laughs> play with his GI Joes, <laughs> and then I would make them all do weird shit. <laughs> that's cute. So, mom, you listen to the podcast, right? Yes, I am. And what do you think so far? Um, I'm learning a lot, and I like it, yeah. What have you learned? Did you learn about when I first masturbated? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I need to go back. (laughs) I just recently started. Do you remember Barry, that bear you gave me for Christmas? (laughs) Oh, do we have to discuss that? This is shameless sex, of course. We discussed that. She's told the people on the air many times about Barry, and now... Yeah, we talk about bear. You actually often. called me out. You're like, I didn't know you used the bear for that. <laughs> and I do want to also confess to you one other thing. You had this video that you got from the neighbor, this videotape that was supposed to be in quotation marks soap operas. And so I put it in to, I think I was trying to find a soap opera, but I was about maybe seven or eight. I won't say the name, but remember when we lived in Wisconsin in our OG house and then the next door neighbors that I was best friends with the little boy? Do you remember? Yeah, okay. (laughs) So that being said, there was a video, and then when you popped it into the cassette VHS player, there was a full porn, and I always totally 
watched that and then I would was hoping that you would never know but I watched porn from the age of probably seven till high school nice (laughs) wow (laughs) do you know that porn I'm talking about I it's a biker porn a biker porn biker porn everybody needs their porn yeah April really likes taxi cab porn so you know I do British taxi cab porn so that's my confession to you so now you know it all I have a confession my mom, my mom had a book too. I don't remember what it was. It was probably a um, dictionary. Was it a dictionary book? It was definitely not a dictionary. No, no, no. <laughs> a, sex, a sex dictionary. A sex dictionary. No, it was like a, it was like a positiony guide or like, like a Kama Sutra book. Almost like the Joy of Sex, but not some. It was something oh, that just had like erotic images in it, but it was about like a how-to from a very sensual was it something perspective. Something on the in, in the on the bedside kind of a thing. Or no, where, where, where you they had, had it in a drawer found it in a drawer so was it an er- like did it seem to be a graphic novel of erotic no, no 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 no. it was like a how-to with images and it was it was more almost like kama sutra oh. mm-hmm. but not kama sutra and how old were you when you're going through my drawers? i think i was a young teenager okay yeah well, going through your drawers <laughs> how old were you when you're going through my drawers <laughs> i think do all kids do that at I some point yes and I there was this thing that yeah. and, and and i would look at it and i was i mean I w- and i was into it it was like but it was the only i didn't didn't really see a lot of other erotic imagery that was like the only thing i saw so i think that's actually a good introduction yeah. is uh, more l- of a how-to thing right totally exactly. i'm sure you had some dirty points somewhere no actually <laughs> i didn't no um, I grew up with uh, dirty porn all around yes. all around me. Uh, oh. The interesting thing is my mom and dad were like the yin and yang of sex. Um, mom was from a Catholic family who doesn't talk about sex. They don't have sex. You know, it, it, it's just something you only do for babies. Uh, but my dad was from a Jewish family, and Jewish people, at least from my experience, the most important things in life are sex, money, and food. Well, family fits in there somewhere along the line. But sex was definitely way high up on my dad's... Um, interest and so he had the biggest home porn collection i can imagine anybody having and he loved his homegrown porn i'm not homegrown homegrown not homegrown <laughs> not homegrown <laughs> yeah <laughs> home viewing porn yeah. no, i remember that so he cuz he also was a tv repairman so he had like a big huge tv in the living room yes. and there was a stack of vhs's that just said triple x on them yes. and wasn't didn't he, he to watch he them he he also black marketed um, um, VHS r- rentals of porn. <gasps> See, we've been smut peddlers from yeah. day one. There you go. You were um, born into so it. it. He had he kept them in in the back of his TV store, and he peop- he would ask people, "So, what do you like?" You know, so he would go pull things out. And when I, you know, by the time I was um, living out of the home, I'd go visit him. And he'd say, "Would you like to borrow some of my DVDs?" It's like, "Sure, Dad." He'd say, "What do you like? Do you like women on women? <laughs> do you like?" You know, what wh- wh- what do you it's like? Jewish man. Uh, this is my dad <laughs> asking me. I love that. So he'd say, okay, well tr- look at this one and watch this one. This one's really good because da da da, da. But my, my dad got hard of hearing as he got older. And my mom was kind of still puritanical. He, you know, she loved the fact my dad he was able to enjoy this. So um, she would get really concerned because he'd have to turn the volume up. She kept saying... The neighbors are going <laughs> to hear, and they'll think it's us. Oy. <laughs> and so he had to use a headset because he would, you know, have all this porn on. And he, he just watched it a lot. He loved porn. Was he wanking? I never saw him wank. <laughs> <laughs> Was he wanking? I, never, I mean, I never, he would just sit there and just enjoy it. But I'm sure he had great fantasies. Well, I think this is a good example of, so your 
because you're it's not that your dad ever talked your parents didn't talk to you about sex. they didn't talk about sex but sex was was a given yeah it, like it was, an it, was accepted. It, it was an absolute given you just knew that it happened my dad would come home and he would fondle my mom and she'd go honey don't not in front of the kids you know mm-hmm. and um she would just be you know a little standoffish but he just had that you know, lovey, lovey, you know, thing in his, his eyes. When he got older, um, I just loved it. Um, I was there actually taking care of him after he had a major surgery, and he was using a walker to get around. And for some reason, they kept their Hitachi magic wand in the bathroom instead of in the bedroom because it looked like a vibrator for massage, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And, and so the magic wand. Here I'm staying in the middle bedroom, and here's my dad going down the hallway with his walker because he just had heart surgery with the magic wand in hand to, you know, to get to the bedroom so that he and mom could have sex after he had heart surgery. What? Wow. So at least he was into pleasing He's her, dedicated. which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's dedication. <laughs> that's great. But so sex was an absolute. It just was. And, I, and that was, uh, you know, in my experience, with my upbringing too was with, with you was, you know, not we didn't necessarily have conversations about pleasure, but there was no... Converse, there was no shame there was yeah, no like oh you shouldn't do that you know that's and and i n- understand that that happens and i don't know if, of course if that was what, what you were raised with at all but there was um just conversations around around sexual health and well-being and and when i wanted to get birth control then i could come to you and so that was available so i think that that got rid of the idea that we shouldn't talk about sex at all um, but that's unique. Yeah. Most people don't no. get that. No, most people don't get that. But I think even more than that, what I was really concerned with that you knew that it was really okay, yeah. and it was really okay. I wanted you to make it a good thing of a timing of your choosing. Mm. Um, and I remember telling you that I'm totally fine if it's at our house, um, yeah. as opposed to being in some kind of sketchy environment. Yeah, like the backseat of a car or something. Yeah, yeah, just that, you know that it should it should be a good experience and it should be a time of your choosing and right. ho- your 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 home is fine for that. So I was also raised in Santa Cruz, California, yeah. uh, which is a little more progressive than the uh, conservative Midwest where yes, we grew up. And mom, exactly. I, I'm curious: is how did your parents talk to you about sex when you were growing up? Can you tell us any stories about your first experiences? Well, my parents never talked about sex, ever. That was taboo. Um, I was raised Catholic, so it's just not something you talk about. Um, my first time, I was 16, in love, and it was great. Well, that's unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Did you plan it, or did, you, did it just happen? I think it just happened. He was older, not a lot older. You know, I was 16. He was probably 18. Yeah. But did you, so you, but you, where did you actually know, uh, how did you actually know about sex and like the information? Did, yeah. What was like, how did you know sex what to do? Sex education class. So they actually or friends, you know, yeah. your friends always tell you where you ask them. Gym yeah. class. Yeah. Gym yeah. class, all gossiping yep. and stuff. So, but sex education was more like what not to do. You might get pregnant if you do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, this is how to have an orgasm. <laughs> Usually not the conversation. No, mm-hmm. that you learn on yourself. Yeah, that was so that was more like learning trial and error mm-hmm. and that kind of practice. Correct. Uh-huh. Correct. What about uh, so? What about you and um, with April? What kind of did, was there any conversations about sex? I would imagine not I if your upbringing was well not no, that. Well, no, I think s- April and I have always had a really open relationship. Her and I can talk about anything. Yeah. I, am I correct? No, it's true. However, the first time that um, I talked to you about sex, I was like, I think I need to get birth control. And you, you thought the best method was abstinence. 
well, of course, you're my daughter. <laughs> of course. I want you to be 30 and a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> nope, didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was sexual my whole life. I was like humping fucking stuffed animals. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> I probably could. Maybe you could have had the sex talk with me. And thank you for that Kama Sutra book you used to have under your bed when you were married to my stepdad. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's funny because so I was raised with a little bit more openness and there was definitely never any absence. And I actually didn't hump teddy bears or do a lot of any of that stuff. I was which I wish I would have because I I actually think that starting to um, self-pleasure at a young age with fingers or with. Um, the stuffed animal actually is a really healthy practice, and it develops um, s- uh, really a really sense of what your body wants and likes at a young age, as opposed to being you know 18 and not knowing and relying on someone else to do it, or 16 or 15 or however old anyone is. So I kind of wish I was, but it's funny that I I mean I'm thinking that April's upbringing worked in her favor. Just saying. <laughs> yes, I used to dry hump my second grade friend that we were best friends. We didn't know what we were doing. We we're just like we would be fully clothed, dry humping each other until orgasm no mom knows second grade everything (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) i I think when we're younger though we we all do that we all masturbate but you dry hump and masturbate mom (laughs) you never told me (laughs) this is shameless speechless (laughs) this is i that's funny because before the podcast they were like so what are we going to talk about? I, was, I don't know. April's kind of running the show. Probably not anything too crazy. You know, we're not going to be asking you about, like, your first sexual experiences. Well. <laughs> yeah, thanks, April. <laughs> Mom, you have no shame, though. Look, and <laughs> this is a good thing for you. Consensually, though, I want you to feel <laughs> consensual about it. <laughs> I want to force you. Because you are a shy person. Which is yes, I am. And I'm yeah. the opposite of that. Uh, I, always I don't like anybody knowing my business. Yeah. And yeah. you like everybody knowing your no, business. No, I don't yeah. love everyone knowing my business. I'm just like, what do I have to lose? You know, I'm running for office in 2020. <laughs> I'm the next I mean, uh, honestly, with the way politics are going these days, you are a wonderful candidate. You're, yeah, it's on. It's happening. Yeah, I, I vote for you. You get you what you, you see. <laughs> oh, I know I would. Of course. That's fun. That's cute. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. Um, let's talk about present day. And of course, not as- we're not going to ask you about your sex life in present day. I'm already going to say that so April doesn't do it. <laughs> um, present day, what um, are... When was your last orgasm? Come on! <laughs> Self-induced or with help. <laughs> When's the last time you had sex with a stuffed animal? <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. I never had sex with a stuffed animal either. Yeah, no, I'm missing out. Barry was a looker. <laughs> you can choose not to answer her question, you know. I mean, even oh, though she is your daughter. I, did, I really didn't know I was supposed to answer. <laughs> I thought it was just a hypothetical question. <laughs> Four days ago. <laughs> oh! High five, Mom. I think better than I am right now at that game. Yeah. Oh, so anyways... <laughs> oh my god gonna have to again edit that part. i said <laughs> april likes everybody to know her business yeah she's open she's just she's a little open but you you haven't always been like that it's been like part of your journey of unleashing the uh inner wild child perhaps i think i've always been open i mean i think 
overall, I've, I like to talk about things deep. I think internalized stuff that I've masked, like my daddy issues have really um, taken time. So, but when it comes to sex, I've never been really shy about it. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, obviously I wasn't telling my mom about my teddy bear thing, but I didn't know what I was doing then. I had no idea what it was. It just felt good. And it was like a sensation. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I did it on my own, like when my mom was at work. Yeah. By my shelf. <laughs> she found the MTV turned this on is, really loud. But this is what kids do. This is what they do. They find their ways. And this is, you know, the parenting that is like, I'm going to make sure my kids never masturbate and do these things. They're going to find a way. There's a moment when you're not looking and they're diddling themselves and they find a way to do it. Well, anything you tell your kids not to do is like the reverse of what they're going to do. They so want more. It's like you don't tell it. I mean, you, it would be stunting the humanity and a being to stop them from touching themselves. Well, and uh, I think I was told as a kid not to eat candy with artificial coloring. And so what did you do when I turned I my back? A lot of that. candy <laughs> with artificial would you, coloring. W- would you have been, would if you knew I was diddling myself, as Amy says, like would you thing. have kind of shamed me for that? Or would you just been like, hey, do that on your own in private? Mom, what would you have sort of, what angle would you have gone with as a parent there's no correct answer and there is no correct answer or maybe you have advice for folks out there listeners that have children diddling themselves i don't know what do you think this is a free-range conversation well this is just me speaking because i you know everybody is unique in their own way but your age would have probably freaked me out because you were so young i mean we think of you as our our little girls you're always going to be our little girls you're still my little girl Aww. so and i didn't have that open relationship with my parents yeah so it's really hard to yeah what well, never talked to you about sex ever never mm. you know when i first had my period I remember my mom taking me in the bathroom and I was like devastated because I had blood coming out of me. It was like, what's going on? And she just took me in the bathroom and handed me a Kotex and said, here, put this on. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. Yeah, no explanation. Was it a pad or a tampoon? (laughs) No, back then you wore pads mostly, April. So, but yeah, it was, it was devastating because it was like, what's going on? But luckily I had an older sister who kind of talked to me a little bit, but that's the kind of upbringing I had. You didn't talk about those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, hard. that's the way it was at the time, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's it's different now, it, and it's been different for a long time. Thank goodness, but it just was that way. You, it was just things were just not not talked about. It's funny that there's just a, this massive time period, and I guess massive isn't that long because I don't know what people were doing 300 years ago, but uh, where talking openly about emotions and vulnerability and, and, and specifically in American culture, but sexuality was not acceptable that there was this whole, and we're, and we're now coming out of that. And yet there's still a lot of people that are, are in it, of course, but where there's a lot more spaciousness for it, but that's just such, so, so interesting that there's this like a time period of we just, that's just how it was. I think media is really changing how we are though because social media specifically and I think it is bringing youth to this next level of of um, awareness for lack of a better word because they have access I mean I would look at the sex scene and fatal attraction you know that was like my you know easy access to a por- low-level porn softcore at that point. porn but yeah softcore porn that, there you go that's the correct wording but uh, nowadays people have access to everything I mean I can't believe it but I think that does 
um, help the youth get um, education before even people can speak to them about sex. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't call it education. I would call it, uh, yeah. Exposure. Exposure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, education would be word. more Exposure. like, they're actually learning really valuable tools, but instead it's they're just actually seeing things like, whoa, okay, there's this is how they think that things are done. But yes, it, it is, yeah. And I like that you said that because I think that helps. You know, I'm not, again, anti-porn. I'm anti-porn as a sex educator, but... Um, sometimes it's hard to find this love for pornography and the good things that it's actually doing for the world. And of course, yes, there's entertainment. It can spice things up, um, gives people some jobs. And there also, as April just suggested, that there is this exposure to this it, sex is normal, you know, and, and that there, I guess it creates a little, maybe a little more room for openness. But then the downfall is it's a very narrow um it's very, very, very select in terms of the ideas of what sex should look like. I have a question for you, Mama. So you um, have a daughter that has a sex podcast, as you do too, Janice. Yes. And But m- m- you work in a uh, sex toy industry, if you will, or yeah. the pleasure products industry, Janice. So it's a little mm-hmm. less of a factor, I think a shock factor. But for you, mom, do you tell folks like that I have a sex podcast, that I work for an international sex toy company? Or what do you say? Do you tell them that I sell makeup? Well, that's a good question, April, because my job is I'm an office manager at a church. So when that that question is asked a lot, because people always want to know what your children do, and I just tell them you're an international salesperson. I might say toy, and thank goodness they've never asked what kind of toy. (laughs) I can't wait until someone asks you for some children's toys. I will send you whatever I can. (laughs) Probably anal beads, because they could double as a children's (laughs) teething device. They're dog chew toys. Totally. It works. Yeah, why not? That's awesome. I mean, I look, I respect you for whatever you need to do and um, whatever you feel safe with. But I just was wondering, because we've never talked about that. It's funny because I asked my father the other day if he needed a masturbation toy because he's single now. <laughs> and that was awkward. <laughs> well, not surprised. Um, and I have no shame in what you're doing. It's just that the job that I have does not allow me to be that honest with people. Yeah, I love at least about that. Yeah. Right, correct. Yeah. But I'm not ashamed of you. No, I'm I'm proud of you. I Aww. the help you're bringing people is amazing that you two do. She's proud of you, Chia. Oh, she's crying. Okay. We're sharing a mic, so you can't hear me cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Oh, yeah. So, Janice, question for you. Yes. Do you have a favorite memory about Amy that you want to share or funny story that you want to share or amazing story, whatever you want, but anything that like she pops an embarrassing your- story. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to embarrass you, Chief. Mm. I love you. Well, okay. So my mind is immediately going back to Amy being like um, three or four years old. And she, I, I intentionally raised a daughter who was very self-empowered. I mean, she, um, knew that um, she was part of the family and she wasn't um, the, the focal part of the family, but she knew that she was her own person. And at one point, you know, when I was disciplining her or whatever, she said to me, well, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> and this was like a little three-year-old going, and I'm going, whoa, did I ever get what I was asking for? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> 
She's yeah. like, I'm the boss of me, Mom. <laughs> you don't even know. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you're right. You are the boss of you. Uh-huh. But, but you still have to do what I say. That's right. This there is are a some issue. things <laughs> that I'm the boss. Sorry. There are some times where moms get to be the boss. But she definitely was a very empowered uh, human being from, from the very beginning. Well, and she also, I remember when I was uh, like a teenager, young teenager, and my mom and dad would be like, you're doing the dishes tonight. And I looked at them and I was like, <coughs> so what about that? <laughs> <laughs> the art of negotiation. Yes. <laughs> so she was a good negotiator, yes. We are equals, right? I wouldn't just tell you to do the dishes, would would I? No, so um, I think that you need to ask me to do the dishes, and then I will gladly do them. <laughs> and they were like, I didn't do it in that accent. So, but Amy, <laughs> what do you think about doing the dishes tonight? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll do them. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, little Amy voice. I love when you do your little mini Amy voice. Amy okay, voice, I'll do it. That's my Amy voice. Yeah. I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, you were definitely, you, you are, you always have been very adorable. Yeah, I was a little brat sometimes too, though. You were. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll own that. That is awesome because, Amy, you are still very much that empowered person. You've helped me found my empowerment, I feel like, with... I don't know who you are as a human. Thank Aww. you, Amy. Thanks, Chia. For being Thanks you. For Thank me. you, Janice, for being you. Thank you, Barbie, for raising such Aww. a wonderful little being. Thanks, April seriously Amy. is is like s- such the the gem. She's just. I mean, you probably know this, but there is no human quite like April, and in in a in a in a complimentary way, she is just a wonderful being. Very so unique. Yes, and I and I know that there's you probably have many accomplishments, accomplishments, but um, this is one to be really proud Aww, of. Aw, thanks, Amy. Uh, That's very nice. Yeah, you did a good job. See, absence only education still works. <laughs> <laughs> still creates awesome humans. <laughs> okay, well. Anything else that we want to ask our moms while they're here? I just want to say thank you for putting up with us. I know. Thank you for raising us. Thank you for changing our diapers. Thank you for putting all my food me. in the blender. I and suck it out in the old teeth. <laughs> and yeah, for what? Wait, oh, I missed I, I was <laughs> saying something well, we funny. Never, we never, I never bought baby food. Oh, you made all your baby food? Yeah. No. As, well, she just blended she, her own food. Yeah, she she, she would eat whatever we had at the table, then I would puree it for her. So I she never she, I never bought jarred or packaged baby food. So Janice is trying to show me up right I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's sorry. like, you had a plethora of hot well, dogs and some <laughs> mac and cheese. Yeah. Mac and cheese. But you live in the Midwest. Yeah. Hey, it was Midwest. Hey, we were in Santa Cruz. It's yeah. kind of different. We're, you know, I, the, you know we, we, I was the uh, little earth mother. Yeah. And that was just. Well, and everyone thing. wonders why I turned out to be such a hippie. <laughs> yeah, it was only a matter there of time, really. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, yeah. mm. my mom looks at me and she's like, "God, you get w- the worst is not the right word, but you just turn more and more." Oh yeah, yes. but when I met right. you, we were the opposite. We've really changed roles. When I met Amy, I was I was way more of a hippie, a little humble child, festival humble. Mm-hmm. I had like some dreadlocks, and now you're getting there. I might have to brush your hair hey, later. Hey, <laughs> di- I washed my hair yesterday and I brushed it. And there's no, I love dreadlocks, but I'm saying like, you know. Sometimes people are. What are you trying to say, Chip? They're like, "Hey, girl, you did you sleep in a? Uh, did you brush your hair with a rock yesterday?" That's what I've been asked before. No me, me, asked me that. people ask me that. <laughs> like, yeah. Not Amy, no me, because I wake up and my hair yeah, but like. April, the thing is, you didn't brush your hair. That's true. Yeah, that's a difference. I, no, I was not talking. Your hair always looks beautiful. I'm not talking about your hair, but oh, I'm like, yeah, I remember oh. meeting you and you just, you literally I, like I don't brush my hair. I still don't really brush <laughs> it. I have a really broken up brush upstairs that I use every once in a while. Instead of your bear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> that was good. 
Uh, no, it got lost. Somehow it disappeared in between moves. I think someone stole that. They're s- probably sniffing it somewhere in <laughs> Kansas right they now. They probably sold it <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the black market. Yeah. Yes, it could be sold it's somewhere. It's like a someone has Barry panties, right now. Panties she has a red sniff. dress, flannel t-shirt. If anybody's seen my bear, <laughs> I will gladly <laughs> accept it. I have a card. picture of it in my baby book that you made me, Mom. I'm going to actually take a picture of that. You mm. you saw it. Uh-huh. Oh no, I saw a picture yeah. of Barry. I also saw, saw a picture of April when she was seven and eight, and that that my mom gave me that a perm, perm that she had. <laughs> Have you not learned your no, lesson? It was, it was actually perms? really adorable. <laughs> it was too, it was super cute. Don't do it now. Yes, we're not posting that photo. <laughs> so if you're an Instagram fan, <laughs> <laughs> we will give you a photo of April <laughs> with a perm. Amy said it brings her joy. <laughs> she sent a picture hey, of it like to you know a bunch of friends. You know what we could do? You could post your perm photo combined with my photo of oh, being the with the headgear. Head yes, yeah. please. We should do back-to-back photos oh, yeah. of our shamelessness. Yeah. Because I didn't blossom until I was about 14. Um, I didn't blossom until I was 14 either. You know, we all when we're younger, we all have those geeky pictures yeah. that we looked so bad. It is part of it. Oh, yeah, it is. It's part of growing up. But the thing is, is that when you're younger, you're only like five, six, or seven, it's cute. When you're t- like 12, like me with my headgear, it's not really cute anymore. Oh, so I but you now you have beautiful teeth. So oh, it works. My $10,000 job. That's right. Mine's about four <laughs> grand right. right here. Four grand. Oh, it looks good, though. Look yeah. at those. I look wore my retainers one. until I was 28. You're really? welcome, Mom. I still wear mine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> is that some like weird fetish shit you're into lately? <laughs> do you want me to talk to you with a yes. list with my retainer on? <laughs> hey, I'll do it. Next time I'll bring it. That could be a new episode. <laughs> Someone's into it. Someone's Someone is. Into retainer it. play. Mm. Ooh, maybe they like lisp. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyways, we got to close this out. Yes, we do. <laughs> We've been... Um, I don't know. We've been having a lot of fun, though, with our moms. It's a good time. Your moms are beautiful. You're both such lovely women. They both yeah. look about 25 years younger than their age is. It's true. For yeah. sure. For, yeah, for, yeah. Which we means got we've good got, genes. we're, we're going to be okay <laughs> yes. growing up. Like, looking at you two, very, very lucky humans uh-huh. right here. So mm-hmm. thank you for joining us, y'all. Um, Thank you for having us on. Our pleasure. Yay, Mom. We love you, Mom. And to Mm. all of our listeners out there, go to purepleasureshop.com. Support Amy and Janice because they love you. We love them, and they have lots of good stuff. For my mom, just give her some positive energy in your mind right now because we love her. And you're a fantastic mama. Coupon code, bro. Shameless (laughs) sex, PP, all caps, on purepleasureshop.com. So tune in next week. We'll see you next Tuesday, the Tuesday after that, the Tuesday after that, the following Tuesday. We love all y'all, so ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.